It's the Bible Rundown with pastors David and Rob. We're looking today, Rob, day 63 at Numbers 29 through 31 and Mark 9. We want to spend a lot of the time today focusing on Mark. Um, We've talked a lot, Rob, about the feast, uh, the Day of Atonement, and these various celebrations. So we're not necessarily going to get in-depth with that. But it is interesting. I think 30 and 31 are worth mentioning. Um, this, it, this thing about vows, right? So back in, in these Old Testament times, a person would go before God, right? Mostly in a, maybe a crisis we've seen uh, and will see. When women are without children, they make a vow to God. God, if you'll give me this child, I'll devote them to you. Um, but what do you see here? Anything that we can take away or how it can apply to our lives today? Yeah, so God is a steadfast God. He's a God who keeps his promise. And so when we make a promise or vow a vow unto the Lord, we ought to reflect his character and nature of keeping his promise in that way so we keep our promise. And so that's just a nature of vows. When we vow or we make a promise or we come under a covenant, a marriage or whatever, we should keep that promise. And that reflects the glory of God and the nature of God in our life. So he's asking people to keep that uh, vow. And he's also showing the nature of the headship or the leadership in the home as if the wife makes a vow, but they are not together in the household, then that vow is not, um, is not valid. So um, there is, there is some, some aspects here of teaching in the home that it is to be done together uh, it's not just to be done one-on-one and understanding that we do this uh, as as part of the leadership in the home from the Lord. And that is a great segue into what we're going to see in 31. The people are uh, told by God that basically God gives them this word that they need to carry out and obey to go into the land. We saw with the spies their lack of trust. And so as they're going through... Here they are. They need to push out the people that are in the land that are idolatrous so that God's people can can worship him freely without distraction. And so we get into 31, the Midianites. This particular people group, the Midianites, are related to Moab. And so one of those people groups, just like the Amalekites and others that we see that God says Israel needs to push out, right? They should not be in God's land. They're polluting it with their sin and idolatry. And guess who comes on the scene, Rob? We've heard this guy's name before. Oh, Balaam. That's right. Our buddy, Balaam, the prophet. And we come full circle. We mentioned this the other day in our, on our podcast when we were talking through Balaam and his attempts to curse the people of Israel and all he can say is blessing. We don't really need to go into a lot of detail here, but again, recapping that the context of it, Balaam was not a God-centered prophet. He was an idolatrous prophet. And we see here he actually took these uh, Midianite women and forced the men of Israel to commit adultery with them and turn them from the living God. And so once again, God is is protecting his people. And yes, these are violent scenes and accounts, but it's God's way of really preserving for himself Israel as his holy nation, his chosen people. Yeah, just one thing. um, When we see these violent... uh, these violent things that are happening to as judgment, it's in line with God's character of judgment, just as he judged during the days of Noah and the flood. He judged during the days of Sodom and Gomorrah, and he will judge. It's actually pointing us to the end of, of days in the final judgment. But 
he has brought about Israel to be a blessing to all the nations, and we know that that comes through Christ. But there will be a day of judgment for those that are against God. And in this section, Midian's judgment is coming now as it points to the final judgment in which we will be judged for those that are against the Lord and against his anointed one. Mm -hmm. And then flipping over to Mark 9. So Jesus makes this statement to his disciples. There'll be some of you who are standing here who will not taste death to see me. And then the transfiguration comes. And it's interesting, Rob. We see two Old Testament characters, one of whom we've been spending a lot of time reading about, Moses, who represents the law. And then we have Elijah <coughs> representing the prophets. Mm. And they visit with Jesus. Yeah. And then they go. And and God gives this command to listen to his son um, and, to, and what he has to say. But there's a lot in here in chapter 9 with another healing, Jesus foretelling his resurrection, and some commands for the disciples. What jumps out to you? Man, there's a lot here. The transfiguration is an interesting um, idea, but we see this, <clears throat> we see Jesus as he actually is. You know, we see God taking on flesh and dwelling among men, and he has emptying himself, becoming a servant, and taking on this human flesh. But they get to see Christ as who he actually is. And so this is a beautiful thing as he's radiant, he's white, um, and he was transfigured before their eyes. The kingdom of God is realized here on this high mountain, in which is representative of the Garden of Eden. And so we get to see God. It, they get to enter into the presence, Moses and Elijah, this, this picture of what they were actually uh, looking forward to, the New Jerusalem, which which will come, and they get to just see a picture of that, um, and then Jesus tells them that he's going to be uh, resurrected, mm -hmm. but they did not understand the saying and were afraid to ask. Um, that it's just interesting. They didn't understand it. Mm -hmm. uh, they didn't understand what was actually going to happen, um, and it's just a very interesting text of scripture when you read it that they themselves didn't really realize um, uh, exactly how all these things are happening. And we don't realize exactly how God will work in our lives as well. That's part of the beauty of the kingdom of God is, you know, it starts out as a small grain of mustard seed and grows into things that are uh, that we could never imagine or think about, but we really sometimes we don't even know what it's like. Yeah, and it's I think the transfiguration is important for the disciples because what happened right before this, at least in Mark's account, is Peter's you know, hey Jesus, no, you're you're not going to die, you're not going to suffer, right? And Jesus has to say, you're not setting your mind on the things of God, right? You're right. sitting on the man, and so I think it's it's God's. Uh, <clears throat> beautiful way right of glorifying the son before his death and resurrection in a way that marks genuinely for the disciples this is the son of god and if he's experiencing this type of glory here on earth what kind of glory awaits for him in his final kingdom and so if you were a first-hand disciple seeing these things that it'd be an extreme encouragement of faith which we see this father with the boy with the unclean spirit this father though struggles in his faith right he makes this statement that he believes but help my unbelief yeah. is there an element you think that 
we need God to give us faith in oh, order yeah. to believe. Yeah, so faith is definitely a gift of God. And so he gives us the faith, the trust in the sovereignty of the faithfulness of God, the steadfast love of God. So it's a characteristic of God to be faithful, to be steadfast, to know that he is good. And he gives that to us to understand it or if you will, the scales come off our eyes mm-hmm. or the the uh, the door is opened. Mm-hmm. Jesus says the door will be opened to you. Ask and you, you know, if you seek, you will find. Knock and the door will be opened to you. That's that's kind of the, the, the asking the Lord for the faith that we need so that the door opens so we can see who actually God is in our life. And, and that's that's the kind of idea that God gives to us what we need to have the faith that we need to, to, to live our lives for the glory of God. Amen. Well, that's the Bible Rundown for today. Thanks for joining us.